0: next on BYUSN Cougar football oh so close against Oklahoma but fall short on Saturday is this game and result worthy of a moral victory Ooh. plus we'll break down what exactly went wrong for BYU on Saturday with ESPN's Trevor Madich pick six is probably going to come up and
1: look ahead to the regular season finale at Oklahoma State what's the stake this weekend for the Cowboys did Dave help me get a win in Big 12 roundup for prop picks plus women's soccer in the Elite Eight, baby, thanks to a brace from Brecken those England. Hey, the men's team won another national championship.
0: Let's go. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Monday, November 20th. I am Spencer Linton. He is a Blue Man Group reject. Jerem
1: Jordan. Yeah, tried out. The face paint was not <laughs> good enough. Uh, so there was a fan who uh, pulled a Tobias Funke in yes. Big Cat. Uh, tweeted, did he fall into a toilet,
2: <laughs> which is uh, well-placed.
1: Hey, I, I, res- I respect this. Like, I've, I've never been, like, you know, face paint kind of guy. You know, I guess being in the media most of my life or whatever is, has been fun. But, hey, ma- mad props. It was it was cold, and this guy's just, like, in a polo.
0: <laughs> All in. Ready to go. Ready to, He's dialed in, and you know why? Because look at the score. BYU just scored a touchdown. They're about to kick the extra point to tie it up after the pick six, Jerem. Yeah. The Cougars still got themselves back into the game, but didn't have quite
1: enough. Ugh. And that takes Are we sure he does not look very happy?
0: (laughs) He's probably still thinking about the big six. Pretty pretty stoic right there. Uh, If you can, on another tough Monday, rise and shout. Let's get to what's trending.
1: Just credit to my offensive line, you know, for providing me the opportunity to do those things.
3: We prepared like no other. This game, we knew what we had. All right, man. I mean, I feel like we've been having that in us all year. So I knew we could do it. I knew we could compete with them.
1: Did, did BYU win the game? M-m-m-m-moral victory. If you only saw that clip, you'd think BYU won the game, right?
2: <sighs> Would have, should
0: have, <laughs> just
1: glossed it over. Could have.
0: <laughs> What's trending? Sponsored by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU minus three in the turnover margin. At every opportunity to get that sixth win and pull off what would have been an epic upset stunner. At at the end of a three-game losing streak, now it's four, but here we are. So, Jerem, as we look back on the 31 to 24 loss, we play this Kalani Satake soundbite to set up my
2: question for you. We should get some confidence from this. there's, there's no like moral victories, but but we knew we could play with guys, you know, and it's a matter of can we do it for a full 60 minutes. Jerem, based
0: on what Kalani Satake just said there, this is not a moral victory for him, for the staff, for the players. But based on most of the fans that I talked to after the game and all weekend long, they're absolutely going to moral victory land. Is this game worthy of a moral victory?
1: There's two ways of approaching this, Spence. One is, hey – uh, you know what, I didn't expect BYU to compete, and they did, and, uh, hey, that was great. Uh, you know, moral victory. The other way is, eh, BYU has higher standards, and, uh, you know, was absolutely in control of this. You don't give it away three times. Maybe you only give it away twice.
0: Just take you away the pick You win six. that
1: game. I'm not saying moral victory. There are times where I would admit, yeah, that was probably pretty good to compete with Gonzaga last year and only lose by one at home. Disappointing, blah, blah, blah. I don't even remember what I said. This one should hurt. BYU should be devastated they lost this game because they lost it. They controlled it. To BYU's credit, BYU controlled it. BYU played really well in this game. I'm not saying moral victory. BYU rushed the ball finally, effectively, for 217. Still did not get to 400 yards, though, by the way. Outgains Oklahoma. The reason that is because BYU is handing Oklahoma the ball twice with fumbles inside its own territory. Terminal pick six obviously swings the game. That's the play of the game. We'll talk about that in a second. Because we have pride in the program, BYU should be bummed they lost this game. Don't turn it over so much. I would also submit the following. The defense is at fault as well. They did a nice job keeping BYU in the game. They've got to get a takeaway, too. You cannot just look at the offense and go, hey, minus three, what's going on? The defense in the last three games does not have a takeaway. This is an issue. And in the other two games, it don't matter if you get a takeaway. BYU's getting blown out anyway. But in this game, one takeaway by the defense in a timely manner in a certain part of the field could have given BYU that extra possession maybe it needed. So it's... I know that what the offense did is obviously the issue. It's the bigger issue. And Jake Retzloff is very dynamic in the run game. He's also experiencing FBS football for the first time. He's got to take care of the football better. That's what Keaton Slovis does better than Jake, by the way, is take care of the ball. But Jake obviously gives you a dynamic run option that kept BYU in this game. So when it comes to turnover margin in the Power 5 games, I didn't look at the first two, whatever. Three and six, obviously. BYU's plus eight in wins. Oh, okay. And minus 11 in losses. Therein lies the season, Jerem. Now, BYU, and here's the thing. You can overcome margin if you're good enough. This BYU, BYU almost team did. is not good enough to <laughs> overcome that kind of margin. In fact, when BYU beat Texas Tech by two scores and was plus five. Plus five. If you are plus three, it might have been a game. Like, Texas Tech almost over- could have overcome that obviously takeaways giveaways are a big deal but i am looking squarely at the offense and defense the defense needed to do more in this game
0: i'm not sure what else they could have done other than maybe get one turnover because i thought yeah that's all i'm saying just 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 one takeaway would have helped but it's still clearly if you just take away one of BYU's giveaways then we're having probably an entirely different
1: conversation. And offensive giveaways more controllable than defensive takeaways. So I get that the offense will get the focus here, but the defense is accountable as well.
0: Sure. And and then I think that the frustration is building for the defense as well, and they've said as much because over the last three games, they haven't taken the ball away from West Virginia, Iowa State, or Oklahoma.
1: Yeah, that's an issue.
0: BYU outgained Oklahoma. They had – the ball in their possession longer than Oklahoma. Yeah. They had their way in the second half. Nice job. They had a quarterback change on the other side.
1: That is a huge storyline in this, too. Let's not act like uh, BYU would have necessarily done this against Dylan Gabriel also. Who knows? But you got the 0-9 situation. Yes. Sam Bradford goes out. You bring in a freshman, Landry Jones. You take advantage. BYU did not in this game. BYU, had the the door open. Spence. The Cougars the door still was open.
0: had a chance late. You're down 31-24 Absolutely. with the ball. BYU cannot get a first down inside their own territory. There's a little more than five minutes left. And then it's decision time for Kalani Satake. And he had felt like, okay, my defense has been pretty good. They have a backup quarterback. I'm going to trust my defense to get the ball back. BYU never got the ball back. So hindsight is 20-20, but maybe with five minutes and change left, maybe BYU opts to go for it on fourth down where they had been three for three in the game, which is wild. But they punted away. And they just couldn't what it was, get fourth
1: and seven just couldn't
0: get the stop, but again, I'm not going to point to that. You talk about one play changing the entire game. Yeah. If BYU does not throw a hundred-yard pick six, they're going to go up 24-17, and all of a sudden the panic starts to set in for said backup quarterback gotcha. and Oklahoma. It's big-time trouble for a true freshman. On the road, down seven in the game. Oklahoma's a 24-point favorite. And all the pressure's on him. The fans are just super loud. But one play. Just one play. It is crazy how Let's fickle about this play. game is. Let's talk about it. Kalani Satake. I asked him about it after the game. This was his response to me.
2: It's an RPO. So it's, it's, uh, you're reading it and uh, on the one-yard line. you know, give it give, give it to the running back or throw it to the to the hitch on the outside and and you usually don't throw the ball if you have coverage on it so that's that's the uh tough lesson to learn for our our quarterback a young quarterback but uh we expect them to be uh error free especially in in that situation we love them but uh you know it's it was it's a tough one to look at and to see that that swing i mean you not only do you turn the ball over but you go down seven when you're expecting to go up seven
0: well stated by kalani and you know, it's interesting. You can draw a parallel here. Zach Wilson, early in his oh. career, had a tendency to do this. He was more dynamic with his legs, with his run game, his little cavalier with the ball. Zach Wilson turned the ball over, and it, it cost BYU in quite a few games in 2019. It's costing him in the NFL right now, too. Yes. Yeah. And at some point, a young quarterback's got to grow up. And what I love about Jake is after the game, he straight up just owned it with me. He said, oh, if I hand the ball off to Aiden, then we're talking about a BYU win. He's like, that is 100% on me. I should never have thrown it. Aaron gave me the option. I just made a bad mistake. And so I really appreciated his maturity in that moment. Uh, hey. Even though he is a young quarterback, yeah. just I mean, he sure. just owned it. I would and, hope so. And it wasn't an issue after that. It's like, okay. Like, no, it was it was a dumb play
1: by me. A lot of people are saying, well, why would you even give the pass option in that situation? There's, 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 hurry.
0: there's going. There's just momentum. So you just call down and just go,
1: right? If you ex- – If you execute the play and you score a touchdown, no one's thinking, oh, you shouldn't have passed. You just made made a bad play in that moment. Billy Bowman said after the game, by the way, the guy that has the pick six, he says, I was supposed to blitz, but I saw that this guy was going to be open. Who was it, Epps? Yes. Yeah, Cody Epps. And so he said, so I covered him. That's a great play by him. Now, that wins the game, obviously. But BYU could have still made a play. To tie the game, they did. They That's tied I, it. They tied it later at 24, Jeremy. After this, the BYU ties it at and 24. And then Oklahoma scores, and then you could still go back and tie. It. That's what I'm referring to. You could, you can overcome those moments, but unfortunately, this team is not uh, suited at the moment, and it's 11 games in. You are what you are. To overcome some of that, it's hard for anybody to come overcome a hundred-yard pick six. But there were there were opportunities in this game, and it's just disappointing that the BYU didn't take advantage. I, Listen, that was the game that got away. Like, that could have been a season-saving, defining win that gets you to a bowl game, and you have this win that you go, oh, dude, 2023, what do you remember from that? The Oklahoma win. The, the, the last time that BYU will probably ever play Oklahoma, maybe in a bowl game one day, who knows. But in the regular season, these two ain't playing ever again. Oklahoma's going to the SEC like this was it. This was the chance. And so it is disappointing. But if this version of BYU takes care of the ball and can run it a bit, Saturday they can compete way more than we thought with Oklahoma State. Like, I am encouraged by that part. If you want to quantify any kind of moral victory space, sure, that. But I am still bummed that BYU lost this game. We all are. Yeah, I am not like, hey, good effort, boy. Like, BYU's better than the good effort boys, guys. You know what I mean? This team could have and should have won this game.
0: The game plan drawn up both on the offensive and defensive sides for BYU was brilliant. Yeah, I was made known about three days before the game that BYU was going to throw in some elements specifically on defense that they hadn't shown all year to confuse Dylan Gabriel, Oklahoma's offense, and the offensive player said, They were doing things, specifically the offensive lineman for Oklahoma said, they were giving us looks that we had not seen on tape, and we were confused. So BYU had this perfect scheme in this, it's a Mike Leach slash Josh. That's called a
1: sack, by the way, that that thing that just happened there.
0: It's a Mike Leach slash Josh Heupel hybrid type offense. And BYU, with opponents that run that type of offense, have had great success against that type of attack. And so, they do so many things well. But when you're minus three, you just be minus two. BYU was good enough on Saturday to overcome minus two. Perhaps. They could not overcome minus. Again,
1: again Dylan Gabriel being out was uh, hashtag blessed. Hey, Hopefully BYU he's got, all right. I don't wish injuries on anybody. BYU got stops against him. But when it happens,
0: hey. It was 17-17 with him, full go in the game. BYU had stopped Oklahoma's offense multiple times with him in the game.
1: Yeah. But, but like certainly in 09, Sam Bradford not being in there, that's a huge, huge,
0: freaking Oh, for sure. yeah, For sure. It's yeah. a missed opportunity. Dylan Gabriel, not in there. To the max. Ah! To the max. The Cougars still have a chance to get bowl eligible at Oklahoma State. We've been saying this for five weeks. <sighs> Got to do it this Saturday. I think BYU is trying to avoid their first five-game losing streak since the Korean War time, 1954. Is it that long? I think it's 1954. Oh, my God! The gosh. last time BYU lost five games in a row. What? I no. believe so. no, 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 sorry. No, in 2017, they totally did. Three, oh, four, man, to five, six, seven to, in to a row. To, end, to close out the season is what I'm getting to at. To
1: close out the season. Okay.
0: Five straight losses to close out the season. I think you got to go back when to the mid When you're mid-50s. bringing up
1: a war with a stat, that's never good. Mid-50s.
0: I, I guess it could be a positive it Hasn't state. happened for a while. Beat Oklahoma State. Keep yeah. the Cowboys out of the Big 12 championship. You know what? The Sooner fans are all like, you can become legendary you guys. to us. <laughs> we with not you. Only did, not only did BYU TV and BYU Sports Nation produce this incredible Selman Brothers story that has gone yeah. viral,
1: yeah.
0: If you because you did that, if you beat Oklahoma State and put us in the Big 12 title,
1: we're legends forever to us. We'll send you all the ice cream and Diet Coke you could ever want. It By the way, you got to check out that Selman Brothers story if you so have not. Over a million views on uh, X. It's so good. The N- Jack Trice Tri story from Iowa State
0: that, yeah. and the Salmon brothers from Oklahoma. Yeah. Very,
1: we're patting uh, our, our homies on the back.
0: Brandon Crow, yeah. Ben Bagley. Oh, incredible.
1: Trappers, ah! Oh.
0: Mailbag Monday, you ask the questions, we answer them on the show. At Brolo Valentino on X.
1: A lot going on there.
0: Says, despite the three turnovers, was that the best showing by BYU football this year? Because of opponent? Like Arkansas was pretty good showing. Texas Tech in the first half was incredible. Like, yeah. that was really fun. But as far as the whole game goes,
1: it <sighs> might. Are we playing them? I don't know. That's a
0: moral victory, moral right? Victory that's a moral victory right there uh-huh. if you say yes.
1: It depends what you care about. If you care about how you played against a better team, then yes, absolutely. BYU out-gained
0: you outgained Oklahoma. BYU
1: outgained Oklahoma. Yeah. Because Dylan Gabriel left the game. Oh, man. And you gave them the ball on short field so they don't get a lot of yards. That's why. And you know what? BOA was
0: hoping to get the ball back, and uh, Brent Venables is three and eight when he gives up 400 plus yards of offense. And I thought if BYU gets the ball back, they're gonna go 400 plus, they're gonna tie the game. Maybe go to overtime
1: and they win. But BYU never got the ball back and couldn't quite. And climb even if over BYU, BYU gets 10 yards, it doesn't. Work. <laughs> Coordinators' <laughs> corners coming up: Aaron Roderick, Kelly Pinga, two Eastern time on the BOA TV app and ESPN Plus. They already have the JCW's cup out they're there. Ready now to The roll. question is: Is there soda in there?
0: Ready to roll. Up next, another Madich Monday on BYU Sports Nation as Trevor Madich discusses what little change could have been made for BYU to come out victorious and what type of chance does he give the Cougars to get bowl eligible?
3: This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event.
2: Our backs are against the wall, we have a chance to extend the season, uh, we have to go on the road and find a way to get a win and, and try to keep this thing rolling, so that's, that's the goal, we're going to try
3: to get that done. And just, just do our thing this week, uh, keep practicing hard, keep having fun, keep loving our brothers, and go out and play like nothing to lose.
0: We are live in Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play, I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan, BYU football, so close against 14th ranked Oklahoma. Joining us now to break down the Sooners and the Cougars and look ahead to Oklahoma State and BYU's final chance at a bowl game is ESPN college football analyst and insider national champion Trevor Maddich. Trevor, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. How would you summarize what you witnessed from BYU football in an almost
3: upset of the Sooners? It was encouraging. I mean, we saw what BYU can be in this conference. They played with tremendous energy. They played with physicality. They did almost everything they needed to do right to pull off the win against a team that, that from a roster standpoint and an injury standpoint, notwithstanding the injury to their quarterback, but overall injuries, they shouldn't have been this close to. And yet, they were in position to win it. And I think this should give a lot of encouragement to not just the fans, but the players themselves in that locker room. who have had a pretty miserable time most of the time in Big 12 play, they they see for themselves the fruit is on the tree. They can do it in this league. They just need to fix the problems.
1: The run game showed up for the first time, and it was awesome. As BYU goes north of 200 yards, still haven't hit the 400-yard mark on offense. But what changed offensively to get the run game going?
3: Yeah, a couple of things. I think it starts at the top with Coach Satake. We saw him the last couple of weeks in his full – Magnificence as a fullback when he played here, and you know the the fire in his eyes, the fire in his voice. Uh, I, I think that's probably been there behind the scenes. We saw it now overtly, and the public can see that th- this this is a coach who who can bring the energy and bring the passion. And I think that that fed into. The offensive line and the running back, especially Aiden Robbins, I mean, it, it was amazing. So that's one of the things that happened. I thought they, they fed off the energy of their head coach. The The offensive line blocked quite well. They did a really good job. And they were able, because of J, uh, Jake Retzloff, they were able to run zone reads more often and more effectively, which tends to help uh, the offensive line because now you don't have to block everybody. You can leave one guy unblocked, which gives you an extra blocker at the point of attack and all those things I think added up to putting them in a good position. Now, what what position was that it was to convert third and fourth down? I mean, they had, they were three for three on fourth down. They were uh, just under 50% combined third and fourth down. So they kept converting, which kept the Oklahoma defense on the field at altitude and it gave the, the play calling brain staff. I mean, Aaron Rod, Aaron Roderick, And anybody inputting the play calling more opportunities because now you get a new set of downs and then a new set of downs and you're converting third downs and you're moving the chains and the defense is getting gassed and it's working the way it's supposed to be working. You put all those things together and all of a sudden, hey, BYU could run the ball, but they've got to put all those things together like they did against Oklahoma.
0: Trevor Maddich of ESPN is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Trevor, does this qualify as just a full-on moral victory in your mind?
3: I think for fans, it's it's fair to be really encouraged by it. The players and coaches will not see it as a moral victory. They will see the things that could have been that should have made it an actual scoreboard victory. But the way things have been the last couple of weeks where BYU wasn't competitive, I think it's fair to say that that this is a huge step in the right direction. There's a lot to be encouraged about based on what happened here. Moral victories, you know, it depends on who you ask. But if you ask me, as somebody from the outside looking in, as both a, an analyst and a fan, I saw so many good things here. If you wanted to find that as a moral victory, okay. But really, what it is is a step in the right direction.
1: What is better for BYU in terms of who plays at quarterback, assuming that both are completely healthy? Because Keaton Slovis takes care of the ball, but he doesn't have the run game element like Jake Retzloff, whose first three power, first three starts in D1 are Power Five games in conference and against good teams, so it's been tough. Jake turns the ball over, but he's dynamic. What's the better option for BYU as they try and win one game on the road to get to a bowl game?
3: I still think Keaton Slovis is the best option, if healthy. And it's nothing against Jake. He has a bright future. If it weren't for his performance, BYU would not have been close enough to have might have won that game against Oklahoma so I don't I don't take anything away from him I don't point the finger at Jake Redslaught even though he made some mistakes in terms of turnovers he did a phenomenal job that kept them close enough that those mistakes actually mattered instead of just piling on to other things but Keaton Slovis has a better feel for the offense he has a better feel for big road games and how to deal with adversity and how to distribute the ball and get the rest of the playmakers engaged and he understands what needs to happen to avoid some of those big mistakes. You know, When I looked at that pick six, um, what I saw was they had run the ball BYU successfully. Bam, bam, bam. Aiden Robbins, just a pile driver down inside the five. And then on that pick six, the Oklahoma defense was scrambling to get lined up. And Jake looked to the left, I think, pre-snap, and saw that there was the guy over the receiver in the slot who came flying in, to the end of the line because it looked like he was in the wrong spot. What I don't think he saw was that there was another defender who was flying out to take his place. They were all messed up with their assignments, and it looked like the receiver just running inside the goal line uh, and taking a quick pass would be open. But that's the kind of thing that a young quarterback will see one of those guys but not both, whereas a guy like Keaton Slovis has a better chance to see them both and have a chance not just to make a positive play but to avoid a negative one. Again, I think Jake is one of the reasons that they were in such a good position to win it. But I think for this game against Oklahoma State, if fully healthy, Keaton Slovis still gives them the best chance to win.
0: Trevor Mattis of ESPN on BYU Sports Nation. Is it Jake Retzloff's dynamic nature that finally opened up the run game? Or is it offensive line playing better? Or is there some other element there, Trevor?
3: You know, it's a combination of all those things. And I think they all add up to – Belief, I mean, Coach Satake with with his fire, and if you could have played, he would have. And I'll tell you what, I would hate to be on the other side of the line from him when he played and now if he suited up. But then the offensive line firing off the ball and sustaining blocks like they did. Aiden Robbins just being a bulldozer. I mean, it was a joy to watch him run. Jake Retzloth stretching that defense because another thing that a mobile quarterback forces the defense to do is stay wide. Front side contain and backside contain both have to stay a little wider and have to stay home a little longer because that quarterback might bootleg out to the backside or he might burst out to the wide to the front side. And so the defense has to compensate, which creates natural gaps inside, which helps the offensive line. All that creates confidence. And then when you string together the, those first downs and you start to have longer drives and the defense starts to get tired and they can't substitute, all of a sudden, it all comes together and you believe because the BYU running game hasn't had a whole lot to hang their hat on to say, okay, we believe we can do this because the fruit hasn't been on the tree. Well, now the fruit is on the tree. Now they see how to do it. We've talked all year about how it seems like guys just don't know how to do it. They don't know how to run block. They don't know how to be successful as a running team. Now they have seen what it's like to be successful. And I think that's a a super positive thing.
1: Hey, we can all relate to fruit, tree of life, uh, Alma, we get that analogy. That's awesome. Okay, turnovers are a huge deal, obviously, for this BYU team and most football teams. BYU against Power 5 competition, plus 8 in wins, minus 11 in losses. What was the bigger deal on Saturday? The fact that the defense didn't get any takeaways or that the offense gave it up three times, twice in uh, negative territory, and one was terminal?
3: It was the offense giving it up. Even though the defense didn't give any didn't get any takeaways the defense still did a really really good job. The defense put them in position to win. It was the offensive giveaways that were the difference and and this is something else that we've talked about all year about how BYU needs to win in the Big 12. They need to play cleaner. They need to win the turnover battle, win the penalty battle, which they did not. They had seven penalties, Oklahoma had six. These are things that add up and create the environment for the other team to be able to jump on top. And then BYU has to somehow find a way to come back. And with so many injuries, it's kind of hard for them to make as many plays as they need to make to to come back when they start to fall behind. We saw that the previous several weeks. And so giving it away is fundamental to football. And BYU's prime directive is do the fundamentals better than the other side. Make them defeat you instead of giving them gifts to make it easier to do things. And so, um, you know, I, I, the, the mistakes were made, the turnovers were made because guys were trying. They were trying probably too hard to do too much. And when you do that, you get a little sloppy with the ball because you see opportunity that you want to take advantage of. And then that ball comes out of that ball gets picked. But that is one of the things that needs to turn around in order for them to win games like this.
0: Trevor, a double-barreled question to end, and it deals with what's going to happen at Oklahoma State for BYU. First, what kind of a chance do you give BYU to win in Stillwater with the Cowboys playing for a spot in the Big 12 championship game? And secondly, if BYU does not win and don't go to a bowl game, is this season somehow considered a failure?
3: Let's start with that one. Uh, I would say uh, it's not a failure it's disappointing because I think BYU fans and the players and coaches themselves expected to get the six wins. And if they don't get the six win, it will be disappointing, but it's not a failure. And I think it's easy when it's easy, when it's hard, like it has been, especially in, in the last several weeks, that's where you see what you're made of. And BYU in coming back and playing Oklahoma, like they did, showed not just Oklahoma, not just their fans, but they showed themselves, hey, this is what we're made of. This is what we can be. And that's a triumph right there. How do you deal with adversity? Because you don't want adversity. You want it to be a party the whole time. But what do you do about adversity? That's a success right there. The Oklahoma State game, uh, BYU, or excuse me, ESPN's Football Power Index, FPI, gives BYU an 18% chance to win this game at Oklahoma State. But it was a lot lower than that against Oklahoma, and they almost pulled that one off. Oklahoma State is, is a team that can be really hot or really cold. The thing that you need to do with them uh, is make sure that you first slow down Ollie Gordon the second they're running back. You know, in the early in the season, Oklahoma State really struggled. And then they decided, you know, we're just going to give this guy the ball 20-plus times a game, and all of a sudden they started ripping off win after win after win. So you've got to slow him down. And the second thing is Oklahoma State's defense – has struggled in recent weeks to hold down the score and hold down the yards. And so BYU can see an opening where they can move the ball as long as they don't turn it over and have penalties and have the the negative plays that stop drives and string things together. So Oklahoma Oklahoma State is a game that BYU can win. But it would be a quality win because Oklahoma State is a team that still has a lot to play for, and they are very talented.
0: Anytime Trevor Maddich is on the show, it's a party. That alone contained. Trevor, thanks for joining us and for the insight as BYU tries to get to six wins at Oklahoma State. Thanks, guys. All right, man. It's out there on the table. Like, they control their own destiny. BYU can go get the sixth win.
1: Yes, they can. Houston in the first half was playing Oklahoma tough and threw a pick, and then Oklahoma, Stone, uh, Oklahoma State uh, ran rough shot over them in the second half. But. They, they're beatable. Uh, if that BYU team Saturday shows up uh, this in Saturday and doesn't turn it over, you got a shot. You got a shot.
0: <sighs> Minus three in the turnover margin. Good, uh, That's a good, good place to start.
1: Good uh, prime directive Star Trek uh, mentioned by Trevor, by the way. <laughs> Nicely done. After further review of tomorrow, <laughs> 7 Eastern on the BYU TV app and ESPN Plus as the guys recap the almost huge win against Oklahoma.
0: BYU women's soccer. You know a thing or two about women. Hey. Into another Elite Eight and what awaits the cougars and stands in the way from a second college cup this is BYU Sports Nation
3: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU store official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere
1: follow BYU Sports Nation on social media Facebook X Instagram YouTube and
0: TikTok don't stop believing jerem welcome back to studio B and what I am Spencer Linton. He is Jerem Jordan. And the Cougars' chances to go and beat Oklahoma State. They
1: can do it. They can do it. Totally Let's do go. it. Let's roll out today's headlines. UA football loses to number 14, Oklahoma, 31-24, 5-6 on the year, 2-6 in the Big 12 play. Cougars ran for a season-high 217 Woo. by Aiden Robbins, 182 yards Go. On the ground. But the Cougars lost a turnover battle 3-0, including a 100-yard pick six that proved to be the difference. BYU's last chance to get bowl eligible at Oklahoma State Saturday. It'll be at 3.30 Eastern on ABC. Pre-game coverage begins at 1.30 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Ready.
0: On to Cougars in the NFL. Zach Wilson completed 7 of 15 passes for 81 yards with a touchdown and an interception before he was benched in the third quarter in a 32-6 loss to the Bills. Zach was also sacked five times. It didn't get better once he was benched. Fred Warner with another monster game on his 27th birthday, no less. 12 tackles, two pass breakups, a half sack, and a forced fumble. And a 49ers 27-14 win over the Bucs. Puka Nakua back to his usual self. Five passes, 70 yards receiving. He caught and his third touchdown of the season as the Rams Rally to beat Jerem Seahawks 17 16.
1: Yeah, Seahawks missed field goal at the field well. So, you Taki Taki had five tackles and a PBU for the Browns and a 13 10 win over the Steelers. Michael Davis had three tackles and a PBU for the Chargers. Zane Anderson attacked for the Packers, 23 20 win over said Chargers. And Kyra Stone had two tackles for the Vikings and a 21 20 loss to the Broncos on Sunday night.
0: Women's soccer into the Elite Eight after yeah. beating Michigan State 3 1 on Saturday night. They advance in the bracket. The Spartans scored first early in the second half, and then Brecken Mozingo just absolutely took over. Scored on a PK before scoring this beauty in the 60th minute.
1: Mozingo to her left, the shot, the goal! Brecken Mozingo with the brace, and the Cougars take the 2-1 lead.
0: Uh, Fun fact, she was playing through an injury. Really? She's unbelievable. Well then. Ellie Walbrook added a third goal off a header, as the Cougars win by two. Up next, they host North Carolina in a rematch of the Elite Eight Showdown 11 years ago in 2012 when BYU was last the number one seed. A lot of strange parallels there.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Southfield, Friday night. Men's basketball beat Morgan State 93-50 Saturday night to move to 4-0 on the season. Four players in double figures led by Jackson Robinson with 19, at 17, Noah Waterman, BYU, High 15. Richie Saunders, 12 off the bench. We always shot 77% on twos. Up next, Vegas showcase starting with Arizona State. Thanksgiving night at midnight Eastern. Go.
0: Feast, Cougs. Women's basketball also still unbeaten on the season. They beat Wake Forest in a game you called jam 67-44.
1: Yeah, somehow I made it to light Yeah, that's weird.
0: <laughs> was it a was it a quick trip? <laughs> BYU led by Kaylee Woolston, who scored 18 points. He was 7 of 10 from the field. She's an elite shooter, 4 of 6 from 3. 52% on the season from the three-point line is Woolston. Lauren Gustin, 13 points, 22 rebounds, ho-hum. To help the Cougars to improve to 4-0. Up next, game number two at the Hawaii North Show Showcase tomorrow when BYU faces St. Louis.
1: Number 13, women's volleyball. Ugh. Dropped its first home match of the season to number 17, Kansas. Dang it! On Friday on senior night. It was a tough one. Kansas is good. BYU didn't play very well. Aaron Livingston, 21 kills. BYU 22-6, third place in the Big 12 at 11-5. Number 15 in the RPI. Cougars play at West Virginia Wednesday, TCU Saturday. Selection Sunday. Hopefully BYU's top 16 and host the first and second round.
0: Third ranked men's cross country racing at the NCAA Nationals in Earlysville, Virginia last Saturday. The men placed third overall. Mm hmm
1: It's
0: a real place? They were not late. (laughs) Get out of here, anchor boy. (laughs) The men placed third overall for their eighth consecutive Top 10 finish, had two runners earn All-American status. Freshman James Corrigan took 32nd overall and Kenneth Rooks who finished 35th overall. Rooks becoming the first BYU runner to win an outdoor track national title and earn All-American honors in cross country in the same season since Ed Ison did it back in 1984.
1: Shout out to assistant coach Ryan Waite who is my neighbor now. Number three, women's cross country also competed at nationals. Took 14th overall, eight straight season in the top 15. Certainly they were hoping for a better finish there. Aubrey Aubrey, Frentewey earned her fourth career All-American honor, finished 14th overall. Now the second most decorated women's cross-country athlete at BYU ever, second only to five-time All-American Elizabeth Jackson.
0: Let's go. We saved the best for last. And our final headline, BYU men's soccer wins their fourth straight and 12th overall national championship over the weekend. 2-0 win over Virginia Tech. Well done, gentlemen.
1: That's five and six years. That's, uh, you know, no one scored a goal on BYU, and they have a 73 game unbeaten streak.
0: Can we make them a real sport at BYU?
1: It's time. Real is harsh. An NCAA sanctioned sport. Yes. I would love that.
0: With the Southfield in play, can you imagine? Oh,
1: paging Salt Lake. Yes, please. What please, women's sport are you adding please, is the please.
0: question. Yeah. It's true. Those are today's headlines. Now let's whip it. Maybe it's lacrosse. La yep. Yeah. Cougar Whip, represented
1: by Men. But then Men's Lacrosse
0: wants it. Yeah. <laughs> Your e-commerce logistics shipping partner.
1: Yesterday, Zach Wilson was pulled in the third quarter of the Jets game. Is this the beginning of the end for Zacharias?
0: It feels like it, unfortunately. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers coming back and maybe like, again, taking Zach under his wing and lobbying for Zach with the New York Jets staff would have an impact. I feel like that's the only way he stays in New York is if Aaron Rodgers says, no, 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 no. He got put in a terrible situation behind a terrible offensive line, which it is.
1: Is he gonna say that out loud about his teammates though?
0: I'm saying like behind closed doors. If he vouched for Zach and was like, come on, you cannot judge him based on the offensive line. that we had. The offensive line in front of Aaron Rodgers is what got him injured. Three plays into the season. Anyway, uh, it would take Aaron Rodgers vouch- vouching for him. No, he was being sacked as it happened. Mm. Yeah, not, not surprisingly. Outside of that, it kind of feels like Zach's may be done in New York.
1: I I said when he got drafted, I didn't think he was going to overcome New York. And, uh, you know, Zach hasn't played well. The Jets haven't played well.
0: He's shown flashes, right? Had he gone to the
1: Niners, I think that Kyle Shanahan could have molded him in a different way. But unfortunately, this was super predictable. And it's a bummer for Zach.
0: BYU men's basketball. Let's take this conversation into a lighter level, shall we? The Cougar Hoopsters are number 15 in the Ken Palm rankings. How about that? What in the world? Their highest since... The end of 2020 when BYU was a top 10 Ken Palm team. Jeremy has BYU already reached the peak of the men's basketball season?
1: Perhaps, Uh, so just a reminder, Ken Palm's not an opinion, it's a metric. BYU dictates this by how they play. It's offensive efficiency minus defensive efficiency. So if you score more points per 100 than you allow and you go way high, you can go up. It's up to BYU and how they play, what they do in here. Ken Palm just crunches the numbers. you're playing Arizona State and then NC State or Vandy, 15 might be the high, I don't know. Um, being efficient, it helps when you're playing Morgan State and not like Arizona State who is top 100
0: team. My retort to that would be, look at what BYU did against the likes of Idaho State and South Dakota last year, teams that were like Morgan State and Houston Christian in
1: metrics. But like, Those are, are you going teams. to get higher than this? Playing better teams this week? I would argue no.
0: BYU, strangely, is is the favorite to win this tournament now. Like, that's amazing, right? Going into the season, we did not think that would be the case. There's no top 50
1: team in this, except for BYU.
0: As far as Ken Palm goes, it's gonna be tougher to climb higher than number 15, but as far as the peak emotionally, if BYU comes home from Las Vegas unscathed, and they go 2-0, and they're 6-0, they're probably in the top 25, and then there is a new peak right there.
1: They might be in today, I I don't know, but next week they would be, right? Do you like the women's soccer matchup with North Carolina, or were you hoping for a rematch with Texas Tech?
0: I wanted a rematch with Texas Tech. I wanted BYU to have their vengeance tour once again to get to the College Cup to handle the Red Raiders because BYU didn't win the Big 12 regular season, they didn't win the Big 12 tournament, and this kind of felt like, okay, if they can beat Texas Tech in the NCAA tournament, then that rectifies all of that. They're like, ha, we're the last team standing, we beat you head to head in the Elite Eight, now we're in the college cup. They can already,
1: they can already say that.
0: North Carolina, I feel like matchup wise, is a more difficult scenario for BYU to defend. I feel like they're, they're more skilled offensively and BYU's had some breakdowns in the back this season against teams like North Carolina. So I'm feeling a little trepidation here. But show up, show out, ladies get it done. And they they can exercise some demons against North Carolina, a team that's knocked them out of the tournament a couple of times, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, was it last year and then, of course, 2012? No, I want UNC, man. You I want, want one of the Blue Bloods, if not the best program okay. in NCAA history North Carolina. Let's go.
0: North Carolina is competing for a chance to get back to North Carolina in in Cary for the College Cup. Does women's volleyball after losing to Kansas, Jerem, still have a shot at hosting The first and second rounds of the NCAA tournament. Yes,
1: Yes, they do. Uh, They're 15 in RPI. Utah State, by the way, 16. If Utah State wins the Mountain West Conference tournament, that actually helps BYU's cause to host, because they regionalize it as much as they can. Sure. And so go Aggies this week and Rob Nielsen. I've already texted him good luck. Let's go, Rob. But yeah, hopefully BYU wins out this week and then can host.
0: It's going to take a significant road trip and some. Those two teams aren't
1: as good.
0: It's just tough to be on the road. BYU hasn't played particularly well on the road. They did the
1: last time they went on the road, UCF. They played great. Beat West Virginia, beat TCU,
0: and, and then we'll see what happens. Maybe they are the 15 seed, right? Maybe We, we don't seed. care
1: whether they're 14, 15. Whatever. Just host. Sure. Hey, BYU football with stock Stockis tomorrow night, 8.30 Eastern time on the BYU TV app and ESPN+. Plus. Up next,
0: we'll recap the weekend of Big 12 football with the Big 12 roundup and prop picks next. Uh, My my seven-game parlay was on fire. Come on,
1: Dave. Give me something. This
3: portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back
0: to BYU Sports Nation. We are live in Studio B on another very busy Monday as we move to the big board for our Big 12 Roundup. I smell a little perfection in the air here, Jerem.
1: It's not a tease, that's an answer.
0: (laughs) We'll start with this. Cincinnati against West Virginia, six and a half point underdog. I took West Virginia as my super pick, and why wouldn't you? They're really good, and Cincinnati is very much the opposite. 42 21 win right there.
1: These are all Dave picks. They in no way, shape, or form represent me <laughs> or my family. Uh, but Dave did get West Virginia, yes. <laughs> so I get
0: two points there. Form a super pick. Yep. Dave calls it, so two to one at that point.
1: Baylor, TCU. Horned Frogs favored by 13. TCU wins convincingly. 42 17. You and Dave had TCU.
0: Yep. Okay. So three to two. Feeling good. 23rd ranked Oklahoma State. Seven-point favorite against Houston. Oklahoma State trailed early in this game. It was not looking good for the Cowboys.
1: 23-9, Houston had the ball into the first half, and then it all swung from there.
0: Yeah, at at that point, Oklahoma State outscores Houston 34-7. Yeah. And go gangbusters and win by 13. Yeah, they went
1: nuts in the second half.
0: So we both pick Oklahoma State, meaning Dave and me, and uh, we're, we're perfect thus far.
1: This guy's a problem, dude.
0: What's BYU going to do against that guy? What's BYU going to do? He
1: wears zero and it just looks so cool doing it. Okay, uh, yeah, you brought that up. UCF, Texas Tech. Texas Tech by two and a half. Tech wins by one, Yes. so it's a UCF cover. Yes. And uh, Spence, you had UCF, Dave had Texas Tech. Texas Tech did get to a bowl game, so that is a better win for BYU. All right, that's BYU's uh, best win of the season by opponent record.
0: And probably, unless BYU beats Oklahoma State, it's going to finish as such. Yeah, yeah. Beat Oklahoma State, then it becomes it. okay. Absolutely. Still, I'm still perfect. Showdown in yes. Oklahoma. You're still perfect. Still perfect at this point. Wow. 21st ranked Kansas State, seven and a half point favorite against number 25 Kansas. In
1: the Sunflower Showdown. That's I took Kansas
0: with, with the points. I thought Kansas State was going to win this game, but yeah. I took Kansas with the points, yep. and it's a four point game.
1: Is this the first ranked matchup maybe between them in a long time or ever? Like. With Kansas in oh the
0: Sunflower Showdown?
1: That, that can cool, have, right? It can't have been that often. No, that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, Kansas State, super good. Good to avoid them this year. Yeah, Here's Kansas there.
0: led 27-16 by the winning this game and then didn't score another point. Kansas State scored the last 15 yeah. to win this game on the road.
1: Okay. All right, five for 5 Dave misses missed a super pick there. Five for five. Five for five. Five for fighting. Good uh, 60. Texas, seven and a half point uh, favorite versus Iowa State. Texas won this by 10. First time Texas won 10 games in the regular season since 9 They're actually good. Well done, Sark.
0: Maybe Texas actually is back. Are we ready to go there emotionally? Or do they they have to win the Big 12 championship? Go to the SEC already. (laughs) But thank you for leaving the Big 12. So BYU can go to it. All right, six for six. I took Texas here to cover the spread. They do. They win by 10. This is crazy. I didn't think I would have this week, but comes down to BYU and no, Oklahoma. You, ne-
1: you never do initially.
0: Comes down to BYU and Oklahoma. Oklahoma 24 and a 24 and half point favorite. Listen, I almost went with Oklahoma <laughs> just, just to try and take like the reverse karma. I'm like, reverse maybe, karma. maybe I just need to pick Oklahoma and then BYU will win. Who
1: thought BYU would cover in this game? Like, BYU had not played like this all year, frankly, um, since Arkansas and BYU covered. So there you go. Seven, seven for, for seven, seven. Deal, man. Nice. Let's go. Hey, D- Dave. Uh, if anyone had that seven-leg parlay, let me We're know. We're going to beat them, though. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're talking to the wrong audience here, Spencer. That's true. <laughs> it's very true. So I'm seven and three head-to-head on the season. You won this like three weeks ago. Well, we didn't te- even acknowledge. Te- that.
0: Technically, you could have won this week and then had BYU Oklahoma State, beat Oklahoma and State. bowl game. Like so that's the official win. Game. This is like the, today's is the win. Today locks it up.
1: Yeah. Congratulations. What'd you win? Prop picks. Uh, True or false? Slowest and Retzloff will have a pass tip for BYU. You both said false. That was correct. Only Jake Retzloff. Okay. Although Chase Roberts had, well, no, it was a a backwards pass. Backwards pass. It was a fumble
0: by (laughs) Chase Roberts. Man, oh, man. Jake Retzloff had a fumble on a backwards pass, too. On the full, out of bounds. Over, under, two and a half touchdowns scored by BYU. We both went over, yeah. and BYU scored three touchdowns. Yeah. They needed four!
1: Who will catch BYU's first completion? You said the field, which was correct. It was Cody Epps, Dave said Isaac Rex. It's
0: good to see Cody Epps get involved again. I know, right? He's a good player. Like, he's shifty. He's He's yeah. got that suddenness to him. It's nice. Okay, how many yards will BYU's longest play from scrimmage be closest to the pin? I said 48. Dave went with 50. It was a 29-yard catch by Cody Epps. It feels there like it a longer
1: There were a lot of 20s, though. Feels like it was longer. This. Aiden Robbins had seven uh, rushes of 10 plus, dude. And okay. finally, which uh, half will always score the most points in? You both said the second half. Incorrect. It scored. needed that to be 15, the second half. 24 in the first. So Spence, you won the week 4-2. You locked up the win for the season 5 today. So it's a big day for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Again, I didn't win anything.
0: we got to put something on the line.
1: Yeah, I know. You do look like you're gonna go sit by a fire later and just like read a book, <laughs> yeah. sip so, some hot cocoa. This is how like I like very like late this is, I, this
0: is how I get in the mindset when the cold yeah. when the cold temperatures hit. Professor you know, Linton yes. shows up.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, the intellectuals. Class. Yes. We are not. <laughs> we did sports broadcast. Yeah. All right. Okay. Women's hoops takes on St. Louis tomorrow. Catch it uh, on BYU TV app and BYU Radio 8 Eastern. Uh, It's it's an important one. BYU undefeated so far, they're shooting the three well. They're fun to watch. Still on the way. Time by the fireplace. And our rising shout (laughs) Throw it up in the monitor, right? (laughs)
0: Yes,
1: this is BYU Sports Nation.
0: Yeah, just throw up that fake fireplace, let's go. We'll be
3: back after this. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: Buoy Sports Nation's on-demand. Download the free Buoy TV and Buoy Radio apps to listen to the podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. It's Mailbag
0: Monday, and our elite Mailbag question of the day is
1: Mailbags:
0: Healthcare Elevated. Yeah. Porter Larson on Facebook says, "Even if Keaton Slovis is healthy, is it best for Retzloff to stay the starter due to the improvement he has given the run game?"
1: You has got no shot without a run game. Um, they won a couple of games with limited run game, but you have to have the takeaways. So it's there is a risk reward with Jake Retzloff. He is learning on the fly against yes. three power fives. Yep. And it's it's just hard to kind of manage. He can't but he can't turn it over at that amount with a run game and expect to win, especially on the road at Oklahoma State. Yeah. Like being home was big for BYU. That helped a lot.
0: I don't know. I have this dream that Maybe it's Jake Retzloff that helps BYU stun Oklahoma State. And then in the bowl game, like Keaton Slovis gets to go out one last hurrah in a bowl game. Well, if he's Jake healthy. beats Oklahoma State, he's the starter in, in the bowl game. Right? I don't know. Like if that scenario happens, Retzloff like would start. Then Keaton's 100, definitely 100% healthy by the bowl game. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know who you start this Saturday, frankly. I'm glad I don't have to make the decision. No, no, no. They asked me. I'm going to decide. I'll tell you who I go with later. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official BYU. credit union of BYU
1: Athletics. This went viral. Talmadge Gunther ran out onto the field. This wasn't the senior moment. That was after the game. This is pregame. Just grabbed his son and ran out on the field, which is super cool. BYU gets a hard time for being older, but how is, how is this not amazing and core memory for his kids? So cool. I love this.
0: You know what? Most accounts appreciated it for what it was. I loved to see this.
1: So cool. My dad never did this for me. Oh, wait, he didn't play coach uh, football.
0: Our thanks to today's <laughs> guest, ESPN's
1: Trevor Maddich. Sorry, Dennis. No time.
0: For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Cozy Burnett. Nice. Coordinators Corner, noon Eastern, or noon Mountain on the BYU TV app. Go Cougs.